Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your bodies, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. All handball madness and a Jamie Vardy hat-trick. It's Monday, 28th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Vidushina Hunter-Raja. The game has gone, but we're here to bring it back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what a happy Monday. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. Isn't we it? needed it, Jim. Yeah, we did. Everyone's furious with football <laughs> at the moment, aren't they? So let's, let's do what we can to get it back on track, as you say. When they say it's gone, Vish, where does it go? I don't know, but I, all I want to say is keep our hands to ourselves, football. Stop mm-hmm. trying to mess with with our hands. Yeah. Hands are weird. Yeah. I'll give you that. Anyone who's looked at their hands for any significant amount of time while hungover will have concluded, oh God, hands are gross and they're really weird. But they are, they're not going anywhere, are they? But they're trying to use our hands against us. Exactly. It's like, yeah. like one of those really bad films where we get murderer's hands and, and then it <laughs> commits crimes on our behalf, not on yeah. our behalf, but on behalf of the previous mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. hand owner. Um, this is what football's becoming. We're kind of Stephen King bullshit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a f- I mean, to be fair, I didn't think there could be a new take on this uh, this current club, but Vish, you've managed to do it with, with some aplomb, I would suggest. Um, yeah, so the game has gone. Everybody's tweeting that from yeah. uh, former players to current players. Andrus Townsend, your boo. Yes, even he's got involved. But I mean, I, that's he is influenced, as I think we all are, or and if we're not, we should be by Roy Hodgson, of course. Yeah. But let's talk about I hope that. he was influenced by Roy Hodgson. <laughs> Under the influence of Roy Hodgson. <laughs> let's talk about over. that in a bit, gentlemen, because let's talk about some genuine football. It wasn't football, according to Pep Guardiola, but for everybody else it was, because yes. Leicester City hammered Manchester City 5-2. Was this a gubbing? I'd say it was. Yeah, um, it's because it, it's two... Yeah, I think it's a gubbin. 5 2 is very in vogue at the moment. Am I right? Or is it Everton, certainly? Yeah, it's true. That. Leicester very true. City channeling the. I mean, I, I would argue that they. All of Leicester's five goals, mm-hmm. they used a football for, didn't they? I think. Every so. single one yeah. involved a football. So I would argue that that was football. I don't know, but maybe I'm, a late, maybe I'm just not looking at it in, was, through pet vision. I was trying to think of any goal that didn't use a football, and then I thought about that Darren Bent beach ball goal. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, so you're right to point that out. Not every single goal uses the football. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just found it funny that Pep Guardiola, who was quite relaxed after the game. No, he wasn't. No, but for him... When he, but he did have to say, well, they, they do not want to play the bald fraud, eh, Jim? Yeah. But then I also loved Brendan Rodgers on the BBC. The first thing that came out of his mouth was, you see they were, uh, the way they played against Wolves, so you know they're up to speed. He was straight <laughs> in there. <laughs> they, he said, don't, don't be fooled by that. Yeah, yeah. They know what we, they're doing. We thrashed a really good side today. Yeah, but he's right. Yeah. Brother Brendan is it's, right, Vic. What, what a demolition job. <laughs> Yeah, it really was. I mean, so what? They had more shots on target. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't play, though. <laughs> Carry on. I think they won more duels as well. They so again, they, didn't you know, play. That's not um, part of the game. And mm-hmm. Any more fake news? Manchester City fouled them more in the box. Now you're talking. That's how you, penalties, that's how you didn't play. They? Oh, yeah, so, they did. Yeah. Um, all, part, all fundamental parts of football. <laughs> um, you know, I can understand why he was a little bit confused because Manchester City did have more of it. But five two, five yeah. goals <laughs> no, didn't yeah. play. It was a weird game, wasn't it? First it really time Guardiola's uh, conceded five goals. 
some very satisfying goals oh, that yeah. all seem to come from one side of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, or Jamie Vardy. Yeah, Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Like he scored so many goals against Man City. It is he unbelievable. Just thrives on the pain of others, and the more kind of you know high status that other is, the, mm. just the better he gets. Rodri said, didn't he, after the game? Um, Football's not been fair to us. What? Games like this, where the opposition do nothing, you're a bit confused. It's like you're a professional footballer, mate. You not heard of the counter? <laughs> Like it's when they do nothing mad. I mean they did at least five things didn't they yeah it's, I, I think it's I don't know the, perhaps the mindset at Man City is that they are an elite level team so mm-hmm. when when things go wrong they they, they literally can't understand yeah. it anymore they're that drilled in I in their so. own sort of high standards I, I think I think that's absolutely spot on and it, it, it does kind of lend itself to ridic- people saying ridiculous things like that and Guardiola's you know for modesty at the end of games. No, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy my mm. house burned down. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, it means but, I can rebuild it and yeah. I love rebuilding houses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Give me something to do, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you do end up in situations like that because they will be utterly raging behind closed doors. You know, mm. like this morning they will be, they'll be being punished for it. You know? mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Leicester City, the, the Jamie Vardy, I, I christened him last year, maybe about this time last year actually, as the patron saying of wind-up merchants. Oh, 100%. And I think that's just so true because, as you say, he seems to thrive on other people's misery. But also, if, you, if, you, if we look at it from a football point of view, there was a stage maybe two years ago where Vardy would always chop, uh, top, so rather the, um, the, you know, the sprinting yep. um, tables, as it were. And last year, or rather the season before, I said, well, that's 18-19, he, he dropped back down a bit. But he still, you still wouldn't necessarily see it from, from mm. what he was doing. Mm. He was still scoring goals. He was still impacting yeah. games. Uh, and obviously he had a great season last year. And, and you look at it and really he's just become more efficient in yeah. where he uses acceleration. I know we spoke about this a bit when we talked about Alexis Sanchez at Arsenal, I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago on this show. Uh, but yeah, so like even little things like being able to use his body perfectly in the mm-hmm. box, mm-hmm. because yeah, you could say he's playing for a foul, but he's you know he's hitting all the right notes, he's getting himself in the right areas, he's using his ass a bit more. Yes, um, his second goal. Yeah, what and that what the well, hell? Yeah. I mean, he scored one for was England in... against Germany away in Germany. Where he scored one sort of quite similar to that. This was a little flick, so he's got form for it. I forget who it was on the commentary, but they said it was a Cruyff dink, and I think that's the best you'll get to. <laughs> Yes. Describing it. Yeah. Is that would that annoy Guardiola even more? Of course. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine, imagine that, like being better mates with someone's dad. That's <laughs> what it is, isn't it? Do you remember when Guardiola learned the word dink from Raheem Sterling? Yeah. Dinky, dinky, dinky. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what you shouted in training, wasn't <laughs> it? That was very that's enjoyable, it. yeah. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. With I mean, look, I know Kane is a great centre forward, don't get me wrong, but. Come on, England, Vardy! Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Vardy, Vardy is the Wario to Kane's man. Yeah, nice, massively Vario. Almost, he, he, even, he <laughs> even looks like a, a sharkier, eviler version of Harry Kane, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, do you, uh, you, to, to me, more like a spiky face. <laughs> well, he's he is like the next evolution of that nightmarish original version of the Sonic the Hedgehog animation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Maybe it's just Lester's blue kit, but I think of him as Steptoe the Hedgehog. Nice. Some sort of awful hybrid of those two things. I do like that. He's now scored 105 uh, league goals, uh, which is one more than Didier Drogba in 41 fewer appearances. And he eats an omelette and drinks Red Bull before a game and hates the gym. Yeah. <laughs> Did he still drink... Uh, what was he drinking? Skittles, Skittles and vodka. Where he'd, he'd put, Skittles yeah, and vodka. he'd like melt Skittles in vodka and then apparently just taste of Skittles oh, in, in, a, in, in a Lucas 
Lacazade bottle. I hope he doesn't do that anymore. Well, but I, I mean, I if, if, it's it's fuel, if it works, then I hope he keeps doing what he's doing until he's like 40 and I mean, it never stops. It but. Is, oh, and he will play. He will go down the divisions. He's not going to just go, right, you know, I've had my time. I know, I think on you're a, right. On a Sunday. Do you think? D- Jamie... Big bollocks! I reckon I can see that in his future. I can. All right, I know I could see. Not going him. back to Fleetwood Town, Marcus. Oh no, I could see him playing Saturday morning football and just rinsing them all, like at the age of yeah. forty-six. Or just going down the park and rinsing the local kids. Yeah, exactly. That definitely is in his wheelhouse, I would say. Um, but yes, worrying times for Manchester City. Um, they have signed Ruben Diaz from uh, Benfica for around mm. sixty-two million, something like that. I mean, he's just—is is that the? It doesn't. It, it, it feels like that's a plaster rather it, well, than. It a, does, doesn't it? Because obviously, you know, a lot has been made. Or, in fact, I would say not enough was made of how um, Emmerich Laporte was missing for a, a huge chunk of last season, mm. and he's their best defender and would definitely have made a difference overall. But it doesn't feel like a personnel issue at this point doesn't no it? no it seems like their, their, their defensive structure is just a bit flimsy yeah and almost like it's an afterthought mm-hmm. i mean diaz is a good player there's no doubt otamendi's gone the other way as well i don't i mean i think otamendi's days are probably yeah n- n- i think that's, a, that's good business well they have been numbered and now we know how what the number they're, is they're, they're gone <laughs> yeah exactly yeah uh, but <laughs> but diaz i mean it's a good player but as we say it doesn't seem like a personnel thing it seems yeah guardiola it's the first time that he's been at a club for this long if that makes sense, if you yes. see what I mean. It's the yeah, longest yeah. he's been yeah. at a club, depending on... You it's, know, it's his first fifth season at a club, isn't yes. it? That's what I think I was confused <laughs> at, but it is correct. Um, do you think... I mean, Bayern, Vish, he, they said, you know, they, they enjoyed his time there, they played some great stuff, didn't win the Champions League under him, of course, but they still won a lot of trophies, as they tend to do. But I think they, they seemed quite exhausted by the time he left. He's a very intense person, the training drills and so on. Do you, do you think Manchester City, there's a bit of inertia setting, or are we panicking too much? Well, I think that's why... The, I know you're saying it's it's not necessarily a personnel issue, but it is in terms of getting people in who haven't heard the same thing over and over again well, and might true. not be, um, I suppose, might not be weathered by it. Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose that, that is the reason for a turnover of players. That's why, you know, Swanix Ferguson did it. It's mm-hmm. one of the criticisms, mm-hmm. uh, or certainly one of the reasons that people say that Pochettino's time at Spurs was always going to end as it did because yeah. he, was, he wasn't able to refresh as well. And it's a situation that I suppose Jurgen Klopp is going to come into to an extent Maybe not, obviously not necessarily this year, mm-hmm. but but the year after. Or the, maybe a the different year after man, that. though, and has had a yeah. different time at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Of course, and I think the personality thing is a key thing there mm-hmm. because I think Guardiola is one of those personalities, and, and this is obviously purely from what I've read about his personality rather than what I've mm-hmm. extrapolated from TV. Yeah, But I think he's one of those personalities that, um, or it seems like he is, who is always going to clutch when things go badly. Mm-hmm. And if there is not a quick remedy, I think he goes into a cycle of... Mm-hmm. Being a bit more exasperated, and and that manifests itself in in kind of relatively unsavoury things behind closed doors, mm-hmm. which is why you hear random stories of him falling out with players to an extent, not in any great way, but in a professional way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that might actually just be the undoing of him because I don't think he's the type of manager who's gonna quit per se. But I no. think the board might look at him and think, you know, mm-hmm. we appreciate that you are a bit of a footballing genius, but. How many people are you going to ostracise yeah. within our club? We can't just buy another Raheem Sterling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can't just buy another Kevin De Bruyne. We, you need to change how you are. And if you're not going to change, maybe we need to make that change. I think maybe the Champions League and the way he tinkers at really crucial times is a, is a great example of how he's really trying to stay on the vanguard and he's maybe getting in his own head about that a little bit. But going back to um, what you were, you were sort of touching on there, mm-hmm. um, I am personally mm-hmm. sick to 
death uh-huh. of Raheem Sterling telling me to believe in myself and show everyone what I'm made of every time I'm watching a football match in that damn advert. <laughs> so imagine how Raheem Sterling yeah, feels with yeah. Pep Guardiola doing that in his ear every 10 minutes. Yeah. Like if that's a little snapshot of what uh-huh. it's like, mm. then I, I, I think you'd, you'd probably Raheem, you'd go a bit mad, wouldn't you? Raheem, if you're listening, Jim doesn't want to believe in himself. I don't. <laughs> no, you don't know me. I know my own limitations, Raheem. Um, yeah, you tell him. You tell him, Jim. <laughs> Guardiola's jumper. Oh, what's happening there? I don't know. I, I think he, he subscribes mm. to Thread. He gets told that this is something he should buy and he buys it and he wears know. it I and he's know. just an absolute I state. Pref- I prefer it to him wearing the club's merchandise. Yeah. I don't know. At least there's only so many variations that he can mess with there. He's, oh, yeah. he's, in, his, he's in his own head, even yeah. sartorially. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Look at Brendy, tracksuit manager. All right, for the big occasions, gets the suit out. You know where you stand I, with him. I, normally, I would say the answer to everything isn't Brendan Rogers. But I, to you, I think but at the this moment, weekend, I think you're probably right, indeed, mate. Indeed, yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like I need to ask you this question, Go Marcus. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it there, yeah? I tell you what. Are they on ladies, the verge? Ladies and gentlemen. How close to the verge are they? Well, they've just knocked five away at Manchester City. You know, it's an intimidating place to go, especially when there's no fans. They are top. They're top of the league. At this early stage, they've already they're already top, Jim. Mm. Look how easy it's been for them to get there. Yeah, they're not on the verge. I yeah. suppose. They're on the precipice already. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's theirs. Hands name <laughs> on the trophy is all I'm saying. Brendan's got it. Uh, right, gentlemen, let's move on uh, to uh, Spurs versus Newcastle. Um, this game will be remembered for uh, a decent Spurs performance, but Newcastle snatching a late point and nothing else. Yes. <laughs> Other than uh, it uh, extended the conversation, which will run and run and run and run and run about handballs and so on and so forth. Uh, Andy Carroll, of course, headed into Eric Dyer's arm. I mean, it wasn't even the first time Dyer accidentally handled the ball no. in the game. And then uh, did Lascelles have one at one point? Um, and then... Uh, yeah, it's so tedious, isn't it? I mean, it's fair play to Steve Bruce, who said, you know, the whole thing is supposed to be clear and obvious. I think we've lost the plot totally today. Steve Bruce came out and was like, look, I'm delighted we've got a point, but this is ridiculous. Mm. Now, Roy Hodgson said after Palace were beaten by Everton, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous. He said, you know, if it's an accidental handball, then then game, you know, carry on. And if it's a deliberate handball, uh, then it should be a penalty. Yeah, we actually said if it's a deliberate handball or um, the the team gains an advantage, yeah, okay. then mm-hmm. it's a penalty. And yeah. I think that's absolutely right. I he think w- that, that that is the simplest, clearest way of dealing with it. He wasn't complaining when he got that penalty at Old Trafford, though, was he? He wasn't, no. <laughs> Are you saying Roy Hodgson's a man of no integrity? Change your tune. Uh, well, I are you turning heel on us? No, don't be ridiculous. He's got to shut his noise, the old... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, chaps. I mean, Steve Bruce, fair play to him for coming out and saying that. But as as was explained and has been explained in the press and on TV and so on, that this is this is the Premier League getting in line with, with how FIFA want it done. We've mm. seen the amount of penalties in the Liga, as I said on Match of the Day 2 last night. The Liga, they had 48 penalties, Serie A 57 last year because yeah. these rules were implemented. And all of those 57 penalties were actually from Chiro um, Immobile. And he scored the lot. <laughs> all of them, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> uh, well, Ronaldo got a few. Um, in the Premier League last season, we had 19 penalties, which shows you the difference. But they had this in Germany as well, and it's calmed down. Yes, yeah. So it was implemented during the 2018 World Cup. Then Germany, being the sensible ones that they are, thought, well, if this is going to be the way, why don't we just take it on straight away? Mm-hmm. And so I think they had a big spike, and then last year they only had 22. Mm. Or rather, the number 22 was extrapolated to um, a 
a 38 game season if you know what I mean yeah uh, and yeah then they found that um, people were just changing their behaviours or, or rather that was the um, mm-hmm. well we saw that, that from some the of the conclusion. defenders on the weekend yes yeah uh, so you know it, th- there is an argument to say that this is something that Premier League players are going to get used to and are going to just cope with because if it's going to be in a major tournament mm-hmm. then I suppose that makes sense that doesn't change the fact that it is a bullshit rule <laughs> yeah Absolutely. But that's the important thing that needs to be said. It is. And I also think, sorry, just um, one of the other things I think is that we always blame the referee in this situation. And especially when they go over to the monitor and they see that and think, and we think, God, can you not see it's accidental? Obviously, yeah. accidental isn't in the rules. Yeah, and the yeah. referees are upholding the laws yeah. that it seems that they don't really have any say over. We've got to remember that the IFAB panel was made up, made up of... I think entirely former professional footballers. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this is, you know, the argument is always, oh, you know, referee need more footballers to become referees and to govern the laws. Well, this is what we've had. And we realise footballers are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird one. Although, did you see Graham Soonis after the game was saying, it's just, he was like, just get on board with it because this means we're going to have more penalties and He's, it's actually going to create a lot more drama. It's going to be really exciting. It's like, I'm going to keep him yeah. in money. How yeah. does this fit into your anti-final agenda? He's I'm not devil's sure advocate. To... That's what he is. Yeah, you think? So maybe. when people are saying, yeah, but you know, is it that bad that that player did that and then Graham Sooners will go is there anybody else saying it right mm. I'll stick the boot in then so when everyone else is saying oh this is nonsense he's going yeah just get on board with it you losers yeah I suppose he is but you did, I think you just got to scale it back to like what is the supposed advantage there mm. that Newcastle gained yeah like oh sorry that Spurs gained yeah like they, they just didn't <laughs> well, quite, but um, Joel Ward as well. It's the same thing. I mean, you could you could argue in both cases that because of Joel Ward and, and Eric Dyer's um, supposed handballs, that that those teams gained a minuscule advantage and that the ball moved slightly in some way and it didn't lead to a goal. But you are having to split the tiniest of hairs to do that, mm-hmm. and I just I just don't understand. I, I don't see what what it's penalising that's that's actually so bad yeah but but this is going to run and run like we're going yeah, to have this all the time now it, yeah. uh, which which is a great shame i mean the game itself i mean it, it, the ultimate smash and grab job from newcastle united they failed to have a shot on target until the very end mm. uh, but, i mean spurs should have been away uh, but Mourinho said after the game I mean, usual kind of Mourinho comments uh, oh, this, this was a, an all time great from Joe Gray I think people have started to worry that he's been losing it a little bit in, in post matches and stuff he was absolutely brilliant <laughs> I, he was brilliant one, one of the quotes and he said this one twice yep. and you know he comes up with this stuff on the spot as uh-huh. well uh, when he was asked about the penalty situation he said there are boxes in boxes and our box is a special box he said that <laughs> twice like three or four minutes apart what did he mean he was like our box is now a 22 yard box I, I don't know. There's, there, are, there are boxes in boxes and our box is a special box. That's, I, I don't know what... Yeah. Well, how would you interpret that? Um, that he hates referees and Spurs were robbed? I <laughs> yeah, well, the, de- definitely that. Spurs I mean, aren't our, respected. Our box is a special box makes sense because obviously they're a, they're a top team and mm-hmm. if anyone's playing... If anyone's got the ball in there in the first place and obviously they've done well, I, yeah. I quite like that. There are boxes in boxes I'm finding it harder to... Yeah. Extrapolate. Do you, remember, you you picked out once Graham Soonis calling the six yard line? Yes, the the goalkeeper small box. Yeah, <laughs> is he kind of going on from that? I don't Maybe, know. Don't know. Yeah, I'm, seven's I'm, a different film if it's just a box inside a box. Isn't it? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's in it. Um, That's true. Do you know Newcastle have um, have more points than shots on target this season? That's wow. a great stat, ladies. That's amazing. That's lovely stuff. Steve yeah. Bruce showing his genius yet again. I was going to say things outside the boxes and boxes. He's would magnificent. You, would you say that's the best Spurs performance we've seen under Jose? That's what Mourinho reckoned this season. Yeah. I mean, it's odd, isn't it, to think that 
one all home draw with Newcastle would be better than the the gubbing they gave Southampton. Yeah, that's true. Or the or the, you know when they beat Manchester City um, at home last year, but they they well, looked, this this season we're talking about. This yeah, season. of course, yeah, yeah. But they, no, they looked they looked brilliant. I thought, mm. um, and you know, credit to Carl Darlow, he had mm-hmm. to make eleven saves. Oh, Darlow was fantastic, and he was brilliant. I, I, Carl Darlow is an interesting one because when they signed him, I thought, right, there's your third mm, keeper. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you you know, it doesn't matter who you sell from this yeah, point yeah, on. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be a third keeper. Is Steve Harper still second choice. Isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. yeah, well, yeah. Pete yeah. actually pointed out on WhatsApp, didn't he, that it's for all the you know derision aimed at Newcastle, they've always been pretty good with their keepers. Actually, yeah, that's it's true. It's hard to remember them having a proper sort of crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that is a fair point. I mean, there was some, there was some great performances uh, from goalkeepers on the weekend. You think of the the big Yorkshire derby, Sheffield United mm-hmm. and, and, and Leeds United, of course. But yes, Darlow was, was was very good. I mean, Mourinho did say that this was Spurs' sort of best performance of the season, or, or words to that effect. Uh, but so they still a lot of things. Didn't did they? you see before the game? He called him. He referred to himself as he said he was a little magpie. <laughs> See that? Yeah, that's quite nice, isn't it? He used to be a little horse. He did used to be. Well, Chelsea were a little horse, the club, but now he's saying himself he's a little magpie. He was the little magpie at one point perched upon the little horse. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only one, one for sorrow, as they say. (laughs) Like uh, shiny things. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's in his trophy cabinet. He was to do shits everywhere. <laughs> um, it was it was to, to obviously to do with his uh, uh, friendship with, and working relationship with uh, Sir Bobby Robson, um, and then he started saying it's a club I have great affection for. Blah blah blah. blah. And I thought, is he lining up his next move? Yeah, he's, he's heard about the takeover. Maybe it's back on. Yeah, Mark Ashley rubbing his hands together. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. Proper like heel behaviour from him. Just just enjoying that yeah, point. Premier yeah, League point. I don't Come care. To me. We get it. Come to Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Vindicated. Bruce is a genius. Yeah. That's tax deductible, that. <laughs> oh, blah. Fireplace. There we go. Etc. Etc. Marvellous. Put that point in a big mug. Keep it for later when the relegation battle enters. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's go for a quick break and then we'll talk about more penalty madness. See you in a moment. Box, box, um, box, box, boxes, box, box. <laughs> there we are. Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the boxing ramble. Um, hang on a minute. We've got a Patreon competition winner. It's happened, as we mentioned on the preview show last week. We've been running a competition for our Patreon subscribers this weekend. Thank you so much to everyone who signed up. We can now reveal the winner, Adam Carter. Congratulations to you, Big Adam. Adam Carter, everybody. Round of applause for Big Ad. Uh, he's won himself a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One and a copy of FIFA 21 uh, for a chance to win prizes every month and get access to a whole load of bonus content from everyone at the Football Ramble. Sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash football ramble. Lovely old job. Well done, Adam. Excellent. Uh, right, uh, on to Betway 4 to score. A little update there. Um... Yes, of course. Uh, uh, entry to four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. In game one, West Brom versus Chelsea. Andy picked Kai Havertz. Of course, it was Callum Robinson, uh, which knocked out all bar 150 Betway customers. A lot of people uh, didn't have uh, Callum Robinson. Uh, Game two was Leeds versus Sheffield United. Luke picked Patrick Bamford. Luke was correct. 
I think is that Luke's first one of the season? Maybe he's off and running. Um, uh, but of course, you know, you need all four. You need all four. Uh, game three, Manchester City versus Leicester City. Vish picked Gabriel Jesus. Um, that was never going to happen, was it, Vish? Uh, well, it he was... only pulled out the day before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still, yes, he didn't play, but... You weren't to know. You no, weren't. I wasn't How to know, could yeah. you know that? It was Riyad Mahrez with an absolute belter, uh, of course, who I opened really the score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't even mention that because there's so much else to talk about. Uh, and then in game four, I picked Alexander Mitrovic in Fulham versus Aston Villa, which is tonight. Four to score. We'll be back, of course, on the preview show again this Friday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for some emails. So we've got Leo Walsdale up first, and he says, Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to, wisely or stupidly, you will decide, throw my hat into the ring to solve the current handball situation. Here we go. The problem, as I see it, is that a penalty is too harsh a punishment for something as innocuous as a handball, particularly many of the examples of handballs we have been seeing given in the penalty box so far this season. My proposal, to reduce the punishment of a handball in the box from a penalty to a free kick, unless the hand is stopping the ball going in the goal, a la Suarez versus Ghana, um, in which case a penalty would still be given. A free kick in the box would still present a dangerous situation from which the attacking team can take advantage but not provide a clear goal-scoring opportunity as a punishment, particularly when many um, of the decisions being given are not clear goal-scoring opportunities. And also, free kicks in the box are a lot of fun and we don't see enough of them. I look forward to your thoughts slash derision. Thanks, Leo. Uh, See, I sort of... um, In the situation we're we're in, if for for whatever reason Mm -hmm. it's going to be insisted upon that a handball in the box, even if not deliberate, has to have some sort of punishment attached to it. I don't think this is a terrible workaround for that. I want to make very clear, I would prefer that there was no punishment attached to that situation. Mm. But if there's an, an insistence on that, I think this is a good halfway house. Considering it, it's one of our emailers, actually, I think it's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah? a good point, yeah. I was waiting to kind of jump on him and... And beat you know, him, sort of savage him. Yeah, to, uh, take his wallet. But no, that's, uh, that's quite... <laughs> That's quite a good idea, I think. The other, the thing about that is man of honor, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Round for money, check away the cards. Yeah. Um, the the thing about that is, is I think it's a bit more workable now, considering that referees are being encouraged and and want to as well go towards the TV screen on the side and, mm-hmm. and have a look at incidents again and I, th- and I suppose then you can decide whether it was deliberate or not yeah by the way the mention there of uh, uh, you mentioned Luis Suarez do you see what happened the gold standard do you see what happened on the weekend oh yeah yeah comes on for what 10 minutes or something like that for Atletico Madrid scores a couple gets an assist it's like Barcelona what have you yeah. done uh, yeah what have you unleashed upon yourselves like <laughs> this is coming back to possibly literally bite you <laughs> <laughs> he is going to destroy Barcelona when they play. He's not only Luis Suarez, he's angry Luis Suarez. Yeah. With Diego Costa. Yeah. yeah. What, did, what did Costa say? Diego Costa said, uh, it's great playing with Luis Suarez. One of us bites, the other one kicks. Love That's it. amazing. Mm. The combination of that anger that Barcelona have yeah, yeah, fueled yeah. in him and Diego Costa, that's probably put three years on his career. <laughs> It's like a hellish tag team, though. <laughs> it really is. It really oh, is. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Well, uh, very much looking forward to when Atletico play Barcelona. Um, no doubt they'll cover this and more on the continent uh, later in the week. I yeah. have an email as well, by the way. Oh, do um, you? It comes from Alex White, and it starts with, Hello, Ramblers. The chat on one of last week's show, shows was about a legendary goal which no video footage exists. And mm. It reminded me of a fruitless online search for one such disallowed goal, scored by Manchester City's greatest ever player. 
It happened circa 2005 in the latter stages of a 2-0 defeat at the hands of West Brom. City won a free kick on the edge of the area and the usual underwhelming suspects <laughs> of this particular Man City area were stood over it, ready to disappoint us all with a lacklustre effort on goal. Instead, Richard Dunn stepped up, gave the, the, gave the ball away a one-way ticket to the express service station to the Stanction and absolutely smashed it into the top bins. Confusion quickly gave way to elation, which in turn gave way to disappointment when enemy of football Graham Pole ordered for a retake because he hadn't yet blown his whistle. As far as I can remember, Dunn did not take the retake, nor did he take a free kick again for us in the rest of his City career. The moment must have been committed to tape because I vividly remember watching the game on TV, which begs the question, why has this glorious footage not been made readily available to the public? Any doubts I had about the accuracy of my memory with regard to this were put to bed when I came across a handful of other believers online. I also want a quest to uncover this important footage. Is there anyone out there who can help us? I don't remember this. I See, I do remember this. I'm a fellow believer, Alex, and I also <laughs> have had a little cursory look around online for this over the years, generally, and I can't find it anywhere. Now, it was obviously, it was on Match of the Day. Of course it was. Every Premier League game ever is, is somewhere in the, in the Match of the Day archive. Yeah. Um, but I, I just cannot find it. So this was January 2005. Would either of you like to hazard a guess as to who was manager at the time? I know who was manager at the time. I think I do, just from Marcus's reaction. <laughs> yeah, it was Keggy. Of course it was Keggy. <laughs> of course that happened. But it was honestly an absolute bullet of a free kick. You know what so, happened? He probably thought to himself, hang on, hang on. Let Richard take this one. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> Disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, I recently put out a call to call to action for that um, incredible um, Carlos Bianchi um, Kirby Enthusiasm video. And, yep. and it was found. It still exists. It's, it's on Vimeo, not on YouTube. Um, oh. So, or was it Daily Motion? It might be Daily Motion, but it, it's out there somewhere. So, I can't find this Richard Dunfree kick um, on the internet, mm. you Alex for a can't good five either. Minutes, didn't you? I did exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone has got, if anyone's got better internet skills and can maybe find this out of the Match of the Day archive, just just help us. Have help te- us. We you, all need to see it. Have you text Pete Donaldson, or are you worried what he might? Uh, yeah, I, I, he's, yeah, not okay. gonna, he's not going to help me with that. Yeah, he'll find other things. Um, okay. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you for your emails. There, everybody, do get them in. You know the address. Uh, show at footballramble dot com. Um, Gentlemen, off to Brighton. Uh, Manchester United beat Brighton uh, 3-2. Uh, yes, it was all about the end of the game with this yeah. one. Uh, other than Brighton uh, smashing the post a lot, which uh, was quite incredible. Five times? Yes, I believe it's a record. Although, oh, we've got to mention... It's not a non-target though, is it? If you strike the post. <laughs> this is it, yeah. yeah. There's so many people saying that. I it's not like it adds up Are to you a listening, goal. Jules Bree? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get a goal for that? I think people... Satisfaction? In... Where's your joy coming from now? People in lockdown have... have, have you know, we've been playing a lot of Roberto Baggio's magical kicks, haven't we? <laughs> and if you haven't been, then get on that. But there are no points, there are no passion cups for posts in the real in the real world, <laughs> unlike in Roberto Baggio's uh, magical kicks. But yeah, so um, it was a good performance from Brighton. It was poor from Manchester United. But, you know, it's a sign of a good side if they win when playing badly, isn't it, Fish? Ollie's at the wheel. He's doing it. <laughs> He's doing his thing. Man United are back. <laughs> As a wise man once said. Exactly. Late goals, Jim. It's a good sign. Yeah, it is a good sign. Um, can we talk about Neil Mopay's penalty, though? We can. So cheeky. Yeah. So, as I, I, you know, when anyone, whenever anyone does that sort of thing against your team, you hate it, don't you? Can, your body language at the moment, Vish, suggests that you didn't enjoy it, perhaps, <laughs> as the rest of us, as much as the rest of us. Generally, he made an 
utter mug of De Gea. He really did. To the extent that I think De Gea would have been better served to stay on the floor instead of trying to scrabble back up and get it. Yeah. He threw the ball at him, didn't he? He did, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> when Mopé did that, I thought, fucking hell, I think we've got... The Premier League has a new shit out here and he's like, yeah. Mopé. He's oh, yeah, no, he, he um, injured... Burton Leno, yeah, not yeah. deliberately, obviously, but it, for a cheeky, uh, there, was a, there was an incident uh, with uh, with Arsenal and Brighton last season where Mopé revealed himself to be a bit of a shit. But then you, you have to, uh, you've got to continue that to really take the crown off Jamie Vardy. And obviously mm. Jamie, Jamie rocks up mm. the next day and yeah. claims it right back. But no, Brighton were unequivocally the better team. And Brighton were a team I cited um, when I went on my Ole rant. Um, last week about a team who are very organised and know how to play against specific teams, specifically teams that are above them as well. Mm-hmm. And they were brilliant against Manchester United. Yeah. And, you know, we've already talked about how frugal Newcastle are with shots on goal. United only had three shots on goal in that Brighton game yep. and happened to score from all of them. Mm. And one of them was a penalty given after full time. <laughs> so, you know, that, that goes to show how, that, that goes to show how, I suppose, fortuitous we were. But ultimately, we also know that um, sometimes football is just about who's got the better players. Yeah. And United, luckily, with their impressive uh, forward line, were able to have an impact. And, and the the other thing, the other thing I will say with regards to Solskjaer is that he is someone who does know how to encourage his players. And I think what the most important thing beyond, I suppose, the backing of the fans is whether the players trust him. And players wouldn't play as. Consistently as they do, especially so soon after that Solly March equaliser, you know, heads mm. could have gone down, they mm-hmm. could have thought, well, here we go again, but they pushed, they got into the opposition box. And, you know, it, of, of the handball penalties we're going to see this this season, that was... That was a penalty. ...unequivocally one, yeah. Yeah. We should say that. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, you know, up and running. Obviously not very convincingly, but three points, they've uh, got to take that, yeah. 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 It um, was a, I mean, it was a penalty, Jim. And, and Bruno Fernandes uh, was talking about penalties in quite odd fashion last week well there he is sticking one in the top corner fair play to him yeah he's, he loves them doesn't he I think we're going to see a lot of those from him this yeah. season based on the way things are going but um, I, I don't think we can talk about this game without talking about Marcus Rashford's goal can <laughs> yeah, we you were yeah, talking yeah, there about yeah. you know United having the quality that's going to see them through certain games like this that are a bit tricky and Brighton are a good team as well as they're, as they're showing mm-hmm. um, but that was something really really special it was yeah, I, it's always yeah. Uh, it's always nice to have a Marcus in there, but I think more specifically, it's always nice to have Marcus Rashford in there. Yeah, on the pitch and off the pitch. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. Making a difference from the left wing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. The um, <laughs> the uh, like, I, I don't want to kind of like be da- too. I mean, uh, I suppose I've got plenty, I've got plenty of reasons to be do- too downbeat about United, but one of the, one of the things that Brighton really exposed, specifically Solly March, actually, was the. Um, United seem to have this tactic where all defending rests on Aaron Wan-Bissaka's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's quite a lot to ask for someone at right back. Uh, yep. And I think it was one of the reasons he was caught out for the for the equaliser. You know, some, I saw some people saying that he should have been on March, but he was further in the box because there were so many United players there. Mm-hmm. And there were two United players behind him who weren't picking up that man. Um, I, I think he's someone who does need a bit of help. And it's we're going to be... United are going to be caught out really badly going forward when because uh, it's a bit like you know ordering like a really unhealthy meal and then having a diet coke. You know, Aaron yeah. <laughs> Wan-Bissaka is like diet coke. He's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna be healthy. He's gonna put your mind at ease, yeah. but he's not necessarily going to be something sustainable in that. I think that's very disrespectful to Donny Van der Beek, actually. <laughs> I'll have a giant Chicago pizza and just a tap water, please. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see when he, he said that the other week when he was pressed on transfers? Um, uh, oh, he, yes, he, yeah, was, yeah. He, he snapped at a journalist saying, I think you're saying that's actually really disrespectful to Donny van der Beek. He's a brilliant player and we brought him in. It's like, oh, cool. 
<laughs> yeah, because you said you've only, only, you've only brought in one player. I thought it was very disrespectful to the one player we have brought in. Well, no, yeah. but I mean, you've just been factually yeah, correct. Yeah. In his head, he's going, I'm doing everything I can for you here, Ed. This is all I've got. <laughs> you've got to help me out. Help help me to help you. Yeah. If I, if Mike Ashley was rubbing his hands together after that, what was what was Ed Woodward uh, rubbing? Rubbing his face. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, he shouldn't be doing that. In terms yeah, of it's of true, course, yeah. If indeed he was, which he's of course, done a lot of stuff that he should He be probably doing. wasn't, yeah. Um, West Brom uh, knocked three past Chelsea. Yeah. The problem for them was then Chelsea uh, replied scoring three goals of their own. What a game that was. At it the, really at was. The Hawthorns. I mean, you talk about Manchester United's defending. I mean, Chelsea thought, right, we'll get in a very experienced defender, one of the best centre halves, you know, in the last sort of five, ten years, you could argue. And then he goes and bloody does that, Jim. It was almost like he thought he was playing futsal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's this, this isn't the retirement um, kind of mode that you should be in at this point, Tiago. It was, it was really doddery and faffy, wasn't it? It was every, it was everything. Doddery is the word. Yeah. But it's, it's like everything you would expect of someone on Twitter going, well, it won't be used to the pace of the Premier League. You can't stroll around like a farmer's league. And, it, and it's, that was absolutely the case and what happened. <laughs> so like, the, come on. In that moment, did that, did that just write off League 1 for you, Jim? Oh, completely. Yeah. 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 And, and the concept of France, um, the Brazilian <laughs> national team, all of it. Just hit, lump it out, get it out, clear your lines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, that would have been a better decision. Yeah, I mean, than the one he made, absolutely, or didn't make. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, that's going to be a quite embarrassing wake-up call for Thiago Silva, isn't it? He, he's Thiago Silva. He will get up to speed very quickly. Do you from think, that. I, my my but, great regret is that uh, Barry, well, it's always a regret of mine that Barry Davis isn't still commentating. But you could imagine of yours. Yeah. So w- you're involved in that in some way. You may have just let slip. I feel that. Ooh, hello. Uh, no, no. I, I, I see what you mean, but I didn't protest. I think because, uh, you know, but anyway, if, with Barry Davis at the helm, uh, and it would be very much at the helm if he was uh, commentating, to have him do the old Pat Bonner for Tiago Silva, bearing in mind the song, mm. Oh, Tiago Silva. <laughs> you know, it would work superbly. <laughs> it would have. It would really would have done. It would have. I no. thought you were going for, where's Tiago Silva? And frankly, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> it's an early kickoff here and Tiago Silva's still having breakfast. Can we talk about the Kai Havertz handball and why that's mm. apparently fine? Okay. When they definitely gained an advantage from that. Yeah, that's Yeah, fine. this is true. You've moved on from Robinson, though. Getting Sorry, Robinson. yeah. Let's, let's rewind it. And he scored some goals. Well done to him. Yeah. Good um, goal. Pereira, what a player. Oh, yeah. Best, that have little, you seen that a little better flick, pass than that ever? You, beautiful, beautiful pass. He's, he's, the new, he's the new indulgent magician, isn't he? Mm. You know, like Pyatt used to be that guy. There's someone who wasn't involved, you know, in the top half, so he, he was allowed to enjoy himself a bit more. Hatem Ben Arfa, I'm thinking as well. Aren't all magicians indulgent in a way? And you, well, you, no, because modern, you, modern football making... I was trying to find a pity way of saying this, but it was, I was going to say making mugs of magicians, but they're just... <laughs> With modern football, where they're trying to fashion them into more productive parts. You know, we don't really see any number 10s. Even yeah. James Rodriguez has got to go from, uh-huh. what, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, yep. now to Everton. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, it's nice to have a bit of flair yeah. lower down as well. I thought you meant magicians in general. No, are they going out of fashion, aren't they? I don't yeah. know. They've never been in fashion. I think they're above fashion. As Ooh, they often okay. prove by their sartorial choices. Yeah, maybe so. Um, Jim, you were going to say that. Yeah, um, I, I think these... The, Going back to the the Everts handball, like it's I know that the rule is apparently because it's the goal wasn't scored mm-hmm. immediately after it, wasn't it? But I don't. Oh well, this I is just, it, Jim. This is where you get like it's madness. It really is. Uh, but Mason Mount scored a nice one. Would the keeper? Oh, that be was a, a brilliant goal. It was. Mm. Would the keeper be a touch disappointed? Yeah, but I think you've got to give 
mount credit because he's disguised that shot, hasn't mm-hmm. he? That's coming at such a strange angle with such a whip on it that the mm-hmm. goalkeeper's not ready for it. And you've, I think you've there's your magician, Mason Mount. <laughs> <laughs> there's your magician. If he looks like is. a magician's assistant, actually, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he does. But oh, that's, no, he, that's no, the he, trick. He looks ah. like a, no, he looks like a young like uh, street magician. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Dynamo. He's a new Dynamo. Dynamo with more charisma. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dynamo, the magician with no charisma. <laughs> How does that work? Yeah, he's he's the only magician who's not. Uh, what did you say? Self indulgent or, or yeah, yeah. Or he's not allowed to fly. Yeah, he's not allowed to fly. Yeah, if yeah. you're going to be a magician, don't like act like you're in a hurry. People do want a bit of pomp with that job. Mm. Do you see what yeah. I mean? Not too much, but you can't just be like, right, there's oh, there's your card yeah. there, and you sort of think, well, hang on, you didn't even put it in an envelope. Yeah, uh, give me a degree of pomp. Yeah, exactly, for crying out loud. Um, uh, Hudson Adoy scored a lovely one. Yeah, yeah well, you know, this, um, I, I don't want to sound a bit, you know, British football for British players, <laughs> but I, I generally thought that, you know, when you see the way that Lampard persisted with those players, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we could all, t- I, I've, I've spoken flippantly about this in the past, about how, you know, it's easy to do what he did last year because of the, yeah. um, the issues or the, the, the ways that Chelsea were hamstrung and I wondered, you know, how much would he actually push through and how much does he really believe in that young core of players but Tammy Abraham played the whole game yep. and ended up scoring the equaliser mm-hmm. um, he obviously trusts Mason Mount a lot and Callum Hudson he trusted Callum Hudson to, to change the game for him and those three in particular are going to have to you know they've been a bit lucky as individuals in that obviously ZX coming back from injury mm-hmm. Havertz is having a bit of time to readjust Pulisic is obviously out injured Werner's having a bit of time yeah Werner's having a bit of time as well and they have to take their opportunities whenever they get them. And they are. And mm. it was, you know, Hudson-Odoi, that was, that was a great little finish as well. Um, Tammy Abrahams, as he did, uh, you know, in the League Cup, combining really well with Havertz and, and earning this opportunity to to start for Chelsea. I thought, yeah, it was great to see. And, you know, I, I know that people were going wild on Twitter with Luke Moore's um, Tim Sherwood with A-levels. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was uh, as happy as you can be to see opposition players do well, I think. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. It's hard to feel like that about Chelsea, isn't it? Um, but I just going to leave that there. Um, but, <laughs> Not if you're a Chelsea fan. Well, no, obviously, yeah. But, you know, who cares what they think? Um, no, <laughs> joking aside. Um, What's your Twitter? It is, it is really, as you say, it's really heartening to see them still getting in the team. And actually, I think... Rhys James as well. Yeah, I mean, Rhys James. Wasn't he wasn't no, thought, but he's, wasn't you know, he's, he's been given a chance yeah. and, he, and he's... And he's by and large taking it mm-hmm. um, but I think with this season actually because it's so kind of mushed together mm-hmm. uh, for want of a better term um, those players are going to be needed aren't they even mm-hmm. even if Werner and Everts uh, get up to speed and Ziyech and Pulisic come back and they're, and they're, they're on top form he's going to have to rotate a lot I'm, I'm, I've said it on, on here before but I'm happy to see Mount and Everts in the same team as well because he trusts Mason Mount to move him a little bit further back and give him that responsibility and I think actually that's that's just going to benefit him as a player long term because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's got he's got a bit of flexibility through the middle and um yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's exciting times for Chelsea, even if it hasn't gone immediately to plan. This would be a really annoying result, but like the way they brought it back is, is fantastic. Do you think it is exciting rather than sort of concerning about you know defensive fragilities and, and so on and so forth? I just can't see this lasting. I, I think Chelsea are going to be better than we've seen this season, and they're just they're just. It's always hard to integrate that many new signings, isn't it? Especially when you're in this fairly unique situation for Chelsea, where last season they bedded in a lot of academy players, and you, you know that takes more than a season. Mm. You know, they're players that are still learning, still developing, so they've now now got to adjust to the to the new the new normal, I suppose. And I, I just think 
I can't see them like you know. Mm. I can't see there being an equivalent of them going three 0 down to, to West Brom in the, in the first half again this season. Fair enough. Um, speaking of the new normal, did you hear what happened to Oxford United? <laughs> yeah. On the weekend, yeah. Well, um, if you haven't heard this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as a part of, uh, of course, the the COVID precaution, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, sanitising and sort of cleaning and so on that that has to be done. We're all familiar with that, of course. Um, On their bus, uh, the team bus, when the door's shut, once everyone's on the bus, there's an alcohol-based spray which is used, obviously, to to help with um, the, the... the virus and, and so on. Um, now, th- th- there's <laughs> this this alcohol-based spray got into uh, this this little pipe, this little tube, which the driver has to blow in to test for drink driving, standard uh, uh, procedure. Well, of course, it's an alcohol spray, and it set it off. So the bus uh, couldn't move for six hours. They were oh, stuck on the bus because they're in there. They've been they've been sprayed, um, uh, and so the players and staff had to uh, arrive in cars and taxis uh, from the hotel to to the game. Uh, I mean, so the bus itself failed the breathalyzer. That's basically it, yeah. And I, so, and also, it's just locked. Did like clamps appear on it? Just sort of shutter the wheels. I have at this no point. idea what's happened. I love Carl Robinson, uh, Oxford United's coach, said of the incident. I mean, I love how he talks in football cliches. It's kind of like you've just, you've just, whatever the situation, you talk about it as if it's the ninety <laughs> minutes. We know things aren't going in our favour at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> But it won't affect our attitude. And then he goes on to say, that's the beauty of life. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. Well, they did win 4-1, didn't they? They did, but, I mean, I'm all for quoting, uh, is it Billy Ocean? Yeah, I absolutely. Know. I think it should happen more that. often. But You're uh, quoting a lot of his other songs sometimes, aren't you? Yeah, I do. For example. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Um, I do love that, though. But like, you know, on, on the day of his daughter's wedding, it's like, oh, yeah, she's been a lovely little daughter. Uh, <laughs> top, top daughter. Yeah, like when Ray Parler gave me marriage advice on the radio once. Did he really? Yeah, he did. Saying, um, Is that why you keep doing Jaeger bombs? Yeah. <laughs> he actually started going, well, you know, it's important to be a team. Uh, you know, very good mind. He went through a very messy divorce. Yeah, it was very yeah. unfair of Alan Brazil to do that to Ray. And then, and then when that finished, he didn't divorce him, did he? Uh, I, I don't think so. Oh God, that was a t- I didn't see that. No, I heard two versions of that. But, um. <laughs> and then at the end of that uh, that sort of uh, chat, which Ray Parler kind of coughed and spluttered his way through, um, Alan Brazil looked at me and went, "In all, all, all serious, all, in all seriousness, Marcus, separate bank accounts." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, for those who came to our live shows you will remember that oh god there we are ladies and gentlemen it's a wonderful way to end the show uh, for, for those of us uh, who are married and not married of course as well um, so do have a, a lovely Monday afternoon and evening on tomorrow's show Kate, Luke and Pete will be there hopefully talking about an Alexander Mitrovic hat-trick against Aston Villa so until then ladies and gentlemen say goodbye Jim Campbell goodbye say goodbye Vic goodbye it's goodbye from me This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network.